In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. But we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this show is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, business values, and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry because we're all over the net. We're on every major podcast platform from Apple Podcasts to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. We're all over the net and you can listen to us anytime at your convenience. Now I invite you to connect me and send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or connect with me on the website, leadershipbeyond borders.net and let me know what you want to hear about on this show now if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one regardless if your business is international or local make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure you take away something useful for either your business or for yourself now on to today's episode you know when people search online for products or services um, and a business is online if you can't make your website visible in the first page of the relevant keyword searches, then you might not get any traffic from search engines. Google, the most widely used search engine, but along with other search engines, provide a big opportunity for inbound marketers. And according to searchenginewatch.com, websites that are on top grab 36.4% of the traffic, which is missed by lower ranked websites. And if you don't rank highly in search results, you probably won't attract qualified leads and traffic to your site. And when your site doesn't get any traffic, that means you're missing out on valuable foot traffic also. So today we're going to talk about how businesses can get valuable traffic and how digital agencies can help their customers get their websites optimized. We're talking with two executives from the company Boostability, a global leader and partner-focused white-label SEO. Their priority technology launchpad tracks over 2.3 million keyword rankings per month, which enables digital agencies to make strategic SEO decisions based on millions of bits of information. They are in 15 countries serving nine languages, and they get their customers, 86% of their customers are in the top rankings on Google within six months. And our guests are Matt Tennyson, the VP 
of Partners and Business Development at Boostability. Now, Matt has over 20 years experience in advertising and marketing sales, over 15 years experience in high-level business development and partner relationships. Over his career, Matt has worked for large advertising publications and national agencies where he's had great success in advertising sales, business development, and sales management. And he's been with Boostability since 2011. And our second guest is Matt Salsa, and he's has 10 years experience in sales and eight years in the advertising and marketing sales field. He has been a top performer on every team and has been he's been part of. He's a very big part of the growth of Boostability's sales channel, bringing over 10 years in sales management experience, leading teams to great success and growth. And Matt joined in Boostability in 2012. So welcome, Matt and Matt. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks for having us today. Thanks, Kimberly. Excited to be here. Great. Yeah, it's exciting to have you guys. So let's just kind of start with um, where we are today. I mean, um, kind of kind of a, a overview, landscape overview. Um, you know, if I asked you 24 months ago, before the pandemic, you know, if SMBs really understood what was important in digital marketing, what would you say they then and what would you say now? I don't know. It's a good question. I think that... Um, I think that the biggest one of the biggest things that's changed is the amount of information that is available to the average small business owner and consumer with regard to digital advertising and marketing. So, for instance, when I joined Vistability back in 2011, no joke, a lot of people didn't even know what SEO stood for. You actually had to say the word search engine optimization. This is how you get found on Google type of phraseology. Now, when you talk about SEO, everyone knows what it means. And most small business owners today understand the need and the desire for it. I remember I used to go around with our with our first set of partners, uh, literally around the nation, uh, here in the United States and globally, uh, doing sales trainings for them. <clears throat> and we would always start the sales training decks with there are two types of customers. Those that uh, know nothing about SEO and need to understand the value of it, and those that know about it and want it and want to know why you're pos best positioned to give it to them. Well, today we skip that whole first part because everyone understands the value of being found online and being uh, visible on the search engines. Now they just need to understand why you're best positioned to give it to them. So I, you know, from my perspective, I think it's the amount of information that people have and their knowledge about it. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, if you look back, you're right. Pretty much everybody knows what SEO, but I want to, I want to go into that a little bit more, but if you look back 24 months ago, um, people, a lot of SMBs were focused on foot traffic and, you know, some of them had an online presence. Um, but then all of a sudden we went virtual. Okay. And, and it was so important to be on the net. So do you think this, this kind of wakened the SMBs into really how important, um, SEO is? Yeah, I think what actually, what happened, if you look back 24 months ago, Having an online presence, whether it be a website, being on, on directories, having a solid social media presence, it was almost an afterthought for a lot of small, small businesses. It was something that was viewed as, okay, larger, larger businesses, they dominate online. I'm going to dom dominate the local foot traffic. I'm going to be on benches or, or local billboards here and there. I'm going to work primarily off of off of referrals, word of mouth, conferences, things like that. And as we know, 24 months ago, we had a with 
um, with the pandemic that that took place, we these small businesses they had to completely change their their mindset because what they had uh, grown to rely on so heavily and gotten so good at all of a sudden was all of a sudden was gone and it made every small medium and enterprise business really rethink their approach to marketing their business in general because now we were they were they were thrown into this online virtual world where there were no in-person conferences the foot traffic wa was limited brick and mortar stores were shut down and the only way they could be found, sell their product, sell their service, and find new business was online. And so I think that really jump-started the small business owner and got them realizing, oh, it's important that, I, that I'm online. What, and they start to think how they search for products and services on their end. We have, everyone has a cell phone now. We have laptops. Whenever I think of something, it used to be you'd have to uh, you you'd call a friend, or you would look at you would look in a phone book, or you'd look at what direct mailers you received. Now, as soon as you think about something that you might want, you pull out your phone, you do a Google search, you pull out your laptop, you do a Google search, and whoever shows up there, they've immediately scored a chance to to earn that business. And I think they realize they start to look inward on how. Uh, they looked for products and services and realized that uh, they had. They also had to adapt. They had to build that online presence that they that previously was kind of an afterthought for a lot of small businesses. Mm -hmm. And um, and when they started rethinking this, you know, uh, all of a sudden we you can't go into the store. The store, the foot traffic is lost, and um, they're rethinking their whole marketing package. Um, do you think do you think they were really schooled in what SEO is? And we're going to come in in a little while. We're going to talk about what businesses have to do and, and what SEO can do. But do you think at that time it wasn't just oh my gosh, um, I have to get online? But they really understood because it's easy for us to say everybody knows what it is now, twenty four months later. But do you think uh, they really had an idea of of how important it is and why it's important? I think a lot of them did. I think fortunately, because the landscape had already been really rushing fast in that direction, uh, COVID just hastened what was already taking place. Mm -hmm. so I think that um, I think the proliferation of, of, of digital marketing and the expansion of digital marketing, the knowledge base of it, the power of it had already settled into that mind, settled into the small business mindset and the small business space pretty hard. I mean, you know, Kimberly, you and I, have 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 worked together, you know, for you know over a decade now, and we're we're well aware of just how many good companies are out there that are offering digital products and and marketing services for small businesses, and you know companies like Boostability and the others that we work with have done a good job of educating the marketplace in this. So yeah, I think that they were that that they understood the value. They may not have necessarily been fully ready for it, but I think they were able to pivot fast, and I think that that's why we've seen a lot of small businesses have been able to maintain their success and thrive during this time. Mm -hmm. So when, we, when we're looking at this small business landscape, so pretty much we're going to talk about how SEO works and, and how to develop a strategy. But first question I have for you is, you know, is every small business a, a good candidate for SEO? Okay. Um, is that something that every business should be looking at regardless of what market segment they're in? 
small, medium, large to the biggest enterprise companies you can think of. Every business should be looking at some sort of SEO because every business should have an online should have an online presence with and like Matt had mentioned, the it really sped up the process and the transition to to <laughs> the to the virtual virtual world and the way we do business. But absolutely, no matter the size of the business, SEO is a vital component of any online marketing campaign or and strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just about getting them on top. Okay, isn't it? Um, you know, I read a lot. It's about the business authenticity. Okay, you know, um, how does SEO support business authenticity? That's a good question. You know, the very nature of SEO can be defined as helping a website to become relevant and authoritative in the eyes of the search engine. So when <clears throat> when Google decides, when a search engine decides to award someone a top placement on the uh, search engine results page. They are looking for two things. First, is this website relevant for what they claim to do? And the way that they do this is by crawling the uh, the code of the website and the copy of the website. And if the code and the copy of the website tell the search engine that yeah, this this is a this is a plumber that specializes in 24-hour emergency plumbing services and water damage restoration cleanup and that's what they report to do, then they are relevant for those things. The next step is to become authoritative, and they, you know, we do work off of the website in the form of uh, content marketing and link building to to build authority and trust back to that website. So my my point in this is is that the very nature of SEO is literally to build the authenticity of that company up in the eyes of the search engine, so that the search engine says that they deserve to rank and be placed mm-hmm. high on that search engine results page. That's what it's all about: is deserving to rank in the eyes of Google. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to take a short break and we're going to talk a little bit about that um, and talk about how you develop a SEO strategy when we get back. So for our listeners, we are talking with Matt Tennyson and he's the VP of Partners and Business Development at Boostability. And he has over 20 years experience in advertising and marketing sales field and 15 years experience in high level business development. And we're also talking with Matt Salsa, which has 10 years experience in sales and sales and at boostability in advertising and marketing sales field. And he's been a top performer on every team that he's been in. And Boostability is a global leader in partner-focused white-level SEO. Their priority technology, Launchpad, tracks over 2.3 million keyword rankings per month, which enables digital agencies to make strategic SEO decisions based on millions of bits of information. And we're going to talk about that after the break. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Boostability, Boostability is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube under at Boostability. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and do legislative white papers focused on digital. They are having their next conference in Mallorca, Spain, May 16th to 18th, where you can meet Matt 
and Boostability will be presenting to the audience. So go to www.cinda.org to get more information on the conference in Mallorca. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Not enough women are talking about money. Lisa Chastain is aiming to change that. If you are feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money, Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become more capable with your financial choices. Listen in and hear stories from other women on how they tackled their financial challenges. You will learn from leading industry experts all the tips, tricks, and advice that you need to establish financial confidence and freedom. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about getting found online, okay? If you're a small business or if you're an agency working with businesses, how, how do you make sure that you get your presence in search engines? And we're talking about with two executives from the company Boostability, which is a global leader in partner-focused white label SEO. Uh, they have priority technology that tracks over 2.3 million keyword rankings per month and enables digital agencies to make strategic SEO decisions. And we're speaking with Matt Salsla, and he has 10, he's a VP of sales at Boostability with 10 years experience in sales and eight years in advertising and marketing sales. And Matt Tennyson, who is the VP of Partners and Business Development at Boostability with over 20 years experience in advertising and marketing sales 
fields. So Matt and Matt, we talked kind of kind of about the landscape and what's changed. Um, you know, in the last 24 months, or actually not not what's changed, how it's speeded up. I think is a better word for it. So let let's talk about digital marketing packages. Okay, so the SMBs found themselves um, in this situation. Now they have to put you know do a different strategy with marketing because the foot traffic what how does seo fit into a digital marketing package yeah so kimberly you know i'm actually going to take a step back i know we're here to predominantly talk about seo but i think it would be irresponsible uh, of us if that's all we mentioned because seo is a piece of a larger pie it's a big piece of the pie and in my opinion is probably the most important piece however total online presence and total SERP domination or uh, SERP, SERP meaning search engine results page domination is really the critical key for, for small businesses. And SEO is a piece of that. So how do we begin an SEO strategy? I think the, uh, or, or plan for an SMB, I think the better question is, is how do you begin an overall digital marketing strategy mm -hmm. for, for an SMB? And it starts with SEO. It starts with paid search. It starts with a good social presence. And before that, it even starts with a good website. So all these pieces work in conjunction with each other, and SEO is, is, is a critical piece of that. But focusing back to the SEO aspect of things, as, as one of the critical components of a, of a holistic digital marketing campaign, you know, we're, uh, surprisingly enough and probably a little bit um, contrary to what people think, SEO is really simple. It's not rocket science. And a lot of people ask me, you know, what's the difference between doing SEO for, for a local plumber versus um, you know, a, a, a dry cleaner or an automotive dealership or any other business you can possibly think of. And really the answer is it's not. You kind of approach, at least from a, um, a small business SEO strategy perspective, you approach SEO the same way. Again, I'll reiterate the aspect that SEO is designed to make a website deserve to rank in the eyes of Google by, by uh, making it relevant and trusted. So doing, again, work on the website and doing work off of the website to make uh, to to garner relevance and to garner authority to that website. So I think the main critical piece in the SEO strategy for the small business is the budgeting, right? Understanding mm -hmm. how much SEO work it's going to take in order to get that website to deserve to rank. Because um, there are a couple of factors that are involved in this, and it's mostly around competition, the competitiveness of the keywords, the keyword phrases that they want to rank for, and then the size of the market in which they want to rank. So uh, we'll, we'll stick with the plumber example. Plumbing is a highly competitive industry because a lot of plumbers choose to do SEO. And so there's a lot of plumbers in any given major market that are buying for the types of keywords and keyword phrases that are associated with their industry. And then the larger the market, the more of them that there are, and so the more competitive it is. So if you have a plumber, in a big market, say like Phoenix, Arizona or Austin, Texas, we're going to consider that a competitive industry and a competitive marketplace. And we're going to have to recommend a budget that's appropriate to that. Conversely, if you are um, a bakery in a small town, well, it's going to be the exact opposite, right? And then that's that's really the, the main strategy aspect in how to set up SEO for the small business. Okay. So just to, to understand this, so I'm um, you're looking at the, the competitiveness of the market, uh, the competitiveness and the size of the market first. Okay. Um, now, as you start to develop this, this strategy with them, um, 
how, how where does the the content of the website come in and the con and the keyboards how, how do you start to work with me a small business on or, or your partners work with a small business what do i have to know about yeah the first thing that it, that um we really need to know or any seo company or agency needs to know is they need to understand your product and they need to understand your your service who your target market is who your uh, who you who you want to market to who needs mm-hmm. to find you what's your ideal client and what is it what is that profile and understanding that so then we can uh, identify how those people are searching what they're searching for and make sure that you're showing up when they do a when they do a search for you and uh we do that by increasing your rankings by understanding your business creating the right types of content from and the flow of your website from the from the site itself to the content that's on the site making sure we're speaking the right language around how what what potential customers and clients want to see and what the search engines also want to see so they know exactly what you do and who you're trying to market to and then building that up with um, with trust online through through links and blog posts and articles and talking about your business and we'll get into that uh, when we talk more about how to um, how to present, how to do SEO and how to sell it talk about it and the value of it. Yeah. So if I'm I'm in a business, okay, and um, you know I have a product or a service I'm I'm selling, and you know is there a best way for a company to really describe their product and services? Um, do, you, do you advise them to use certain keywords because, you know, people searching like that? Or, you know, how, is there a way to position your your product or your service better so you can get better um, SEO? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it really varies from business to business and what their products and services are. If you are a service-based, I'm a service-based company or a product-based company, I always recommend ask your clients, ask your clients how they found you, what they would search for when they're looking for your service or your product. So, cause there's a way that an expert in the field would search for that product and service. And then there is a way that a, uh, a potential buyer or client is going to search for that product and service. And if you are, so if you are a local service-based business, it's, really catered around what is um, the how helpful you are, what you're going to be doing, what the problem that you're solving is. So what's the problem? How do you solve it? Here's how you get a hold of us. If you are an e-commerce business and you're selling individual products on your site and it is there oftentimes doesn't need to be a conversation for a customer or client to buy, you do need to, the keyword is very important. The keyword is the is the product that someone would search for. And mm-hmm. then backing that up and building up your relevance and trust overall so, so that you do rank when someone searches for that individual product or service. So identifying the problem and how you'll solve that for service-based businesses and then the, the product for an individual product or e-commerce site. 
Mm-hmm. So I want to throw a little bit onto this as well, Kimberly. So a few years ago, SEO has obviously morphed over the years. It's changed a lot, actually. And, uh, you know, Google is, is, is constantly looking to improve the search experience and the user experience for its customers. And it wants to promote the very best websites it can. And so uh, algorithmic changes, which are uh, very well known within the Google industry and the SEO industry, you know, pandas and penguins and, and hummingbirds and all of these things that they, that they name their algorithmic updates, are all designed to help the consumer choose a better um, deliverer of the goods and products that they're that they're looking for, and when it, in terms of being able for for a customer, excuse me, a small business to be able to describe their products and service in such a way that it's going to be good for SEO. Back in the day, several years ago, online content, uh, excuse me, on-site content of the website, and then the content marketing pieces that we would do off of the website were almost exclusively designed solely for search engine consumption. And we weren't really writing those pieces or describing those pieces in such a way that it was going to lend to a good user experience or for the consumer. Google has actually now weighted the content in such a way that it not only wants it to be appropriate for the search engines and that so that it's relevant and the search engines recognize it as relevant content, but they also want it to be very um, consumer friendly and, and consumer forward as well. And so, you know, earlier on, Kimberly, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the 2.3 million keywords that we track a month. Well, those types of changes are exactly what Boostability's data gives us access to, right? We understand because we're able to track so much data and understand the performance of, of tens of thousands of SEO campaigns, what these change, what, what Google is looking for to, um, to provide the best ranking experience, meaning the best SEO performance, and then also in conjunction with the best user experience, meaning from a consumer standpoint. And they are starting to blend together. Mm-hmm. They're starting to blend together. And it's, it's, sorry, Kimberly, one more piece on this. It's, it's a tough mesh, and it is very specific to try and find that mesh of what is considered good SEO content and good consumer content and putting that together in such a way that um, it, it serves both purposes. And that's something yeah. that we happen to be very good at. Yeah, that, that was my qu- next question because, because I mean, with searching, um, searching, I search different today than I searched a year ago. Okay. Um, so I'm just, so your technology is also, you know, Google is learning and your technology is reflecting on, on the changes of also my behavior. Okay. Um, so, so what happens as people shift their behavior, Google shifts what they think is relevant and you have the technology that, that follows that just to try to understand this a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So we have, we have internal teams that are consistently analyzing that data, analyzing what the search engines are, search engines are changing, um, taking a look at the work that we're doing and the impact that it's having on our, on our clients, businesses and websites, and not only increasing their rankings, but making sure that that increase in rankings leads to an increase in traffic, leading to an increase in leads, sales, and an overall ROI. And so we're tracking that and then making adjustments to our to our technology. And what a lot our technology allows us to do is take out a lot of the, the human guesswork mm-hmm. and we combine those to make fine tuning tweaks and updates to that technology. So we're always on top of it and our clients continue to see uh, results year after year after year and not see these massive dips when Google does make an algorithm update. So we stay ahead of that and the technology makes that all possible. Yeah, and 
in today's in today's landscape of machine learning and artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. boostability is a little bit of a throwback in where we we tout ourselves as a technology-enabled people-driven, right? So we're a technology-enabled service company because SEO cannot be driven by machines. SEO has to be done by real people. But the beauty of boostability is as we have this technology platform that organizes, analyzes, and collates all of the data in such a way that we are able to make really quick analysis of a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And just a quick curious question um, on this, you know, uh, do you see, because you're in the, you're in the deep in this and you're seeing the changes, do you see consumers um, changing the way they search uh, in over the last couple of years, not just using one keyword, but using kind of tails and, and are you seeing shifts in, in the way, in the behavior of uh, people using search engine yeah, we we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of changes over the years in how people in how people search, and it also varies depending on who's searching and what type uh, what type of customer or client is doing the searching. From you'll have searches of uh, emergency plumber near me or just emergency plumber, and you need to be able to you need to have an online presence. That makes so you rank for the shortest keyword someone could possibly type in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, need to be ready because people are asking, almost using Google as as another person that they would ask a question to, like, <laughs> what to do if my toilet is flooding? <laughs> what to do if wiring catches on fire or whatever it is? We're asking Google questions, <laughs> and we're expecting now to get an answer. So. Really want to make sure that you have an all-encompassing online marketing campaign that you cater to any type of way that someone will will search. Because we definitely are moving towards phrases Mm. with the, like you think about um, Apple Siri or or Microsoft um, and Android voice chats, where you will ask an actual question to your phone and look for an answer. And yeah. just naturally, that is a longer-tailed keyword. That is a longer-tailed phrase that is being asked outside of just landscaper near me, plumber yeah. near me. So you have to be ready for both. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I talk to Google all the time. So <laughs> anyways, um, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, um, I, I want to kind of continue this and on how um, – how your partners can help SMBs because you you um, uh, we'll talk about that. And for our listeners, we are talking with Matt Tennyson, and he's a VP of Partners and Business Development at Boostability, and Matt Salsa, who is the VP of Sales at Boostability. And Boostability is a global leader in partner-focused white label SEO on their priority technology launchpad tracks over 2.3 million keyword rankings per month, which enables digital agencies to make strategic SEO decisions based on millions of bits of information. And if you'd like to learn more about Boostability, you can go to their website, www.boostability.com. They're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So please go look them up. Uh, Boostability will also be in Mallorca, Spain for our Europe audience. 
May 16th to 18th, doing some presentations, and you can meet them at the CINDA conference. And this is this show is brought to you by CINDA. And if you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about how to be found on the web. Um, and we are speaking with two executives from Boostability, who is a global leader in partner-focused white-level SAO. Uh, they have Priority Technology, which tracks over 2.3 million keyword rankings per month um, and actually helps businesses be found. We are talking to Matt Tennyson, and he is the Vice President of Partners and Business Development at Boostability, and Matt Sals. And he is the VP of Sales at Boostability. So, um, thanks, guys. I mean, that was a great conversation on 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 how we, you know, how this kind of works, okay, and how it's changed. Um, and I want to I want to stay on that because your technology, you work with partners, and um, and these partners are are working with the SMBs. So. How how do the partners first a little bit of how do you partners use your technology to to you know the digital agencies 
Um, and what does that partnership look like? So first, a little bit about our partners. So Boostability has about 350 active partners in our platform today. And the, the beauty of it is, is they range in size from a small one-man website design firm that might have you know a handful of clients, 10 to a dozen clients that they want to sell SEO to, on up to some of the world's largest domain and uh, domain registrar and hosting companies that have millions of clients that may want access to SEO and then everything in between. And obviously heavy in the uh, directory publishing space or former directory publishing space, as I think it would be better said. But how our partners utilize our, our technology is actually the same regardless of whether you're the small one man guy or whether you're this uh, whether you're this company that has millions of potential clients. So what our technology enables our partners to have is 100% transparency into all of the work that we're doing on every single campaign that they have live in our platform along with the ability to custom build a product construct that is going to be best suited to their needs from a client profile perspective, meaning who they sell to, and then from a price perspective so that they can bundle it and package it appropriately with their other digital uh, products within their suite, as well as the even into the types of tasks and tactics that we would utilize for them that will play towards the types of customers that they're going to have, whether they're going to be more on the upper and premium side or that they're going to be on the very micro, hyper local side. We also have the ability within our platform to uh, turn dials up or turn dials down with regard to the types of tasks that we're using. So for instance, a lot of our partners utilize a listing service, right? Or a, a business indication service. And that's a part of local SEO. And so when they have these types of, of, of things already in play, well, we're able to turn those elements of the campaigns off so that we can focus work where it's going to be uh, um, better needed, right? Maybe mm -hmm. in content or blogs or articles. So in, in, in an encapsulation, what our technology does is provides a ton of flexibility and 100% transparency. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm uh, just to, just to take that. Uh, I mean, that's that's great from the technology side, and I just take it a little step further. So I'm a digital agency. I'm working with you, and uh, I, um, as we said in the beginning, I probably have a, a complete digital marketing package, and SEO is one part of that. Um, what are what are the biggest you know your what are, what are the partners saying? What are the biggest challenges um, that that the digital agencies or partners face when advising customers about SEO? It's really competitive. I think there's a lot of people out there who are trying to sell SEO to the same customers. And it's always, I think the biggest challenge is helping their customers understand why they're best positioned to provide that, that product for us. And that's where I think, you know, partnering with a company like Boostability is really valuable because what, what we enable our partners to do is, is, is to tell their clients, look, we're one of the biggest, largest providers of SEO in the country or, or, or even globally, and we have this much history in the space. And this is what we're gonna bring to the table for you from a, from, from a, from a tactic standpoint. And you know, we're also able to help them wrap um, uh, a very professional service level around their package too, meaning they're mm -hmm. gonna get a designated uh, campaign manager for their package. They're gonna get a dynamic reporting dashboard for their package and a lot of other bells and whistles that go beyond the actual SEO and the SEO performance elements that lend to a better client experience. Because the one thing that we have, not the one thing, but one thing that we have learned that's very clear to us is in the last couple of years, I'd say the last two to three years, is that 
the customer journey and client experience has become almost important as the performance of the SEO itself. Mm-hmm. What our technology does and what our experience allows us to do is enable our partners to provide a a class customer experience. Mm-hmm. And that that was my next question. I mean, when you're working with your new partners, let's say I come out and meet a new partner of you. Um, how do you advise me to go uh, approach my SMBs with this? Um, I am, you know, what what does the best customer journey look like? Yeah, I think there's where to start off when you are looking at who's going to be a best the best fit. You know that you have a technology powered SEO campaign. It takes out that human guesswork, so it's not automated, still done manually. But we know exactly what we're going to do. So you know, you immediately know that everyone needs SEO. And so you can look at your current clients. SEO pairs very well if they have other services. So I think it depends on if you're talking about new business and new clients who do not have any services with you and are very new and it's kind of a cold entry, or if it is a client that has been with you for years and does have other marketing service. So if they, if they have other marketing services, they do traditional marketing. You can uh, you can reach out to them by looking at are they you can do Google searches. You can see how they're ranking for keywords that would be important to them. There's a number of tools out there that you can utilize to check to essentially do an analysis of a website. Take a look at um, how they are, how their on-site optimization is. Are there title tags, meta descriptions, these things that. Um, are foreign to uh, to small business owners and anyone who's not in the space, but are very important to Google. It'll kind of bring it down to a, a small business owner's level to see how they're doing. You can look at those those things and then reach out, knowing it, with the approach that SEO really helps prevent a leaky marketing budget because if someone to, to go back to the plumber uh, again, if my my wife and I my, we live in different states. Here she's finishing up medical school, and I'm I'm in another state in Utah, working mm-hmm. the majority of the time. And if she were if she were to call me as an example and say, "Hey, our our uh, basement is flooding at our our place in in Colorado," I would the very first thing I would do is I wouldn't think of the billboards that I had seen. I wouldn't think yeah. of the uh, radio advertisement or TV adver- advertisement that I had seen. I would pull out my phone, do a Google search, and whoever there's at the top is really who I'm going to call. And if you do have, if I can think back to an advertising I've seen or a billboard or um, a banner ad that's followed me around in, in the past, I'm much more likely to click on them. So there is a way to, you can present it to them on how, if they have other marketing services that you know they're doing or they offer with your agency, how SEO really ties all marketing together as uh, searchers move more and more to an, uh, to online and to Google, to Yahoo, to Bing for their for their searches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, so you can approach it that way. And then for clients who you are really having a cold uh, a cold outreach to, you mm-hmm. are you have no relationship with them, but you have done searches or you've identified that hey, this person, this business does not rank well online. They're not on Google Maps. They're not on the first page of Google. 
you can, that's how I would present it is really understanding what they're trying to, what they're trying to accomplish, what the main pain point, pain points for their business are, what it is that, um, what, what it is that they're currently doing and help provide a plan for them and, and help them understand the value of SEO and how that really answers the, the main question that all small business owners have. The primary concern with small business owners is really where's my next sale going to come mm-hmm. from, especially when you're getting started. That's the most important thing is where is that sale going to come from? Where is my <laughs> revenue going to come from? Yeah. And that is what SEO answers. So you can start the conversation that way by asking them, do they know where that next sale is going to come from? What are they doing? And then tie it in, not just tie in SEO, but tie in a broad, how SEO fits into a broader, uh, the broader marketing landscape. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's important. That's a really good point because, you know, if I'm a baker, I'm more worried about selling cupcakes than I'm, you know, <laughs> and I need somebody to help me explain to me uh, about the SEO. Um, so we're, we're getting towards the end of our show, and I just want to um, kind of wrap up um, with a last question for each of you. Um, um, what Just really quick where do you think things are going? I mean, you know, we've been we've been kind of on on jet fuel for the last 24 months, and and Google's changed a lot of things, and um, and you know the search has changed. And I'll go with um, Matt Tennyson first. Okay, um, if for our audience, what do you think the most important thing is going to be in the next you know 12 months, and not even 12 months because in the digital world, six months is a long time, or three months is a long time. Um, do you have any? Pred- Predictions on where we're going. Well, Kimberly, don't you know that SEO is dead? <laughs> I say this as a joke because 11 years ago when I came to Boostability, there were articles. SEO is dead, and SEO is SEO has died every year since then, and yet here it still is. Um, where is the industry going? Well, it's 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 going more digital. The dominance of Google is not going to go away. Um, the uh, the, the increase in, in people shopping online and starting all of their purchase decisions and buying experiences online is going to continue to increase exponentially. It's already almost to a point where it's saturated. Um, you know, there's very few people who don't start their, their buying experiences online. And I think it's going to eventually just mm. encompass even like the heartlands, you know, and, and, and the rural areas are eventually going to all fall in, 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 in line with this. And so the idea of being found online not only organically through SEO, but a complete holistic um, digital marketing campaign that gives you a full online presence is going to be more important than ever two months from now and 10 years from now because it's yeah. simply not going to change. Yeah, good. Yeah, I can see that too. And Matt, what's your comment? Yeah, my comment is that it's it's not going to change. It's only going to continue to become more and more important. Um, we are... We're becoming more and more impatient. We don't want to drive down to the, we don't want to drive down to a store. We want to be able to pull out our phone, pull out our laptop, do a Google search and find the answer to what we're looking for and do more research on our own before speaking with a professional. My my wife always laughs at me because <laughs> she points to a situation where we were in an electronics store and I was the, looking at uh, new TVs to purchase and one of the um, one of the employees there came up and asked me a question if I needed any help or had any questions. And I did have questions, but I immediately told the person, 
no, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine. Thank you. And immediately did a, started searching on my phone <laughs> oh, no. to learn more about the, about what I was trying to buy. I was in the store. The, I had a person right there to help me. And I asked, I told them I did not need any help because I would prefer to do a Google search. So she always yeah. makes fun of me for that. But I think yeah. that's, that's how a lot of people operate now. Yeah. And that's how a lot of buyers operate. We want to, we want to do our own research. We want to uh, get as far as we can and then take that, take that next step. And it's just moving more and more virtual. I think it's become more and more important. Like Matt yeah. said, they've said, uh, <laughs> it's been said SEO is dead. Online marketing is dead for years and years and years. And the truth is it's not dead. It yeah. has changed. Absolutely. Yeah. It has grown and be gotten Google's gotten better and better yeah. and better at providing the right solutions, but it is not dead. It's, it's never going to go away. And, and we're it's now than ever. And 20, 12, 24, 36 months from now, it's going to be even more important than it is now. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you 100%. Well, I thank you guys very, very much. Um, this has been a great conversation. It's always, you know, and I, I've known uh, Matt Tennyson for many years, and uh, it's always a blast to talk to you, Matt. So thank you both, Matt and Matt, for taking the time. Um, for our listeners, we've been talking to Matt Tennyson. He's the VP of Partners and Business Development at Boostability. And Matt Salsa, who's a VP of Sales at Boostability. And Boostability is a global leader and partner-focused white label SEO. And their priority uh, technology launchpad tracks over 2.3 million keywords uh, rankings per month, which enables digital agencies to make strategic SEO decisions based on millions of bits of information. If you'd like to reach out to them, you can go to www.boostability.com and they're all over the social media with at Boostability. And this show has been brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest nonprofit digital marketing associations. And Cinda will be holding a conference in Mallorca. And you can meet most Boostability, Matt and Matt, in Mallorca. Uh, go to www.cinda.com. And so thank you guys again. And listeners, tune in again to us next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.